Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. You are listening to Bike Life. Thank you for joining us again. Today, we have a cycle navigator of the road who has a long history of cycling and is a writer and has an aspiration of opening a bike, bed, and breakfast, which is so exciting. He's currently located in Geneva, and he is a well-known host in his community and within warm showers. So help me welcome Claude to the show. Thank you. I'm excited that you're here. We've chatted before, and I think it's absolutely amazing that you've cycled for 16 years and you have also written 11 books. That's amazing. Yeah, it came along. Uh, I need to move to write. Uh, If I'm staying at home, I I write sometimes for the press articles, but uh, I'm not writing about my life or like a a writer will write every day. I, I need the movement the physical uh, uh, movement movement to, to be able to write. And and also I like to tell travel stories. So I have to go to, to have stories as well. Right. You have to experience life to actually have the story to share. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So is it just the movement that creates inspiration for you? Or is it also being in nature and being a part of other communities? Uh, I like uh, human first. I like people. And I think mm-hmm. uh, if you travel uh, for such a long extent, you, you have to, to love uh, life uh, and all the human beings and also the nature. And I think it's a privilege when you are by bicycle because you have no walls, you have a direct contact. It's not, you are soon a pedestrian like every human on two legs. So it's very simple, and um, I like this simplicity in life in general. So I think bicycle is very slow, and I'm quite slow in my life too. So mm. we found each other well uh, mm. to do. A, it's a it's a good speed for me. Uh, walking, I like to walk as well in mountains, but maybe not on years and years. Yes. So 16 years cycling. It, if you were to describe how you was it 16 years consecutively or was it spread out no it was not consecutively my, like you said before my longest journey has been a world tour of seven years in a row and before this uh, longest journey i did one of three years uh, partly with a friend and after that long journey i did another of three years with my then uh, partner so mm. that was the period in my life where I traveled the most. And nowadays yeah. I travel maybe three months a year, not mm. every year even. So yeah, I change also. I'm now I'm going slowly, slowly to be 62. So I mm. also need have different needs as I had when I was 20 and I had much more energy as well. 
Mm, right. That makes sense. Because seven years in a single tour is a long time. <laughs> That's yes, pretty a long amazing. Time. Yes. It's a long time. Yeah. So tell, tell us about that trip. You know, where, what did you cover? Where did you start? What was that like? I started in my hometown in Geneva, Switzerland. And uh, like uh, I I um, went into the street, I went thousands of times, but this time I went a bit further on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went through Switzerland and uh, a few countries of the East, East European countries, Ukraine, uh, which today uh, face a very uh, uh, hard challenge uh, of surviving on the bombs. In that time, it was Ukraine in 1994, so it was a different country just at the, uh, coming out of the Soviet Union system. So at the very beginning, a few years after, very few people were traveling alone there. And I was for uh, after maybe for one year in a Russian-speaking uh, uh, area across uh, uh, a bit of Russia itself, but uh, mostly... Uh, Caucasian Republic, like Azerbaijan, Georgia, and Armenia. And then I went by ship to Turkmenistan and went to all over Stan, like Uzbekistan, Tajikistan. I was, I couldn't uh, see much and Kazakhstan was also a little bit. I was a long time in Kyrgyzstan, it was my first and coldest winter ever from all, all my trips. Uh, I didn't choose for that, but I was there by winter, so yeah. <laughs> I went on, and I was very, very well, uh, always invited in houses, and the more it was cold, the more people were warm as well. That was very, right. very nice to experience, yeah. And then from there, I I went to Himalayas, which was one of my dreams to cross, especially Tibet. I, I went on and on again there in this uh, area, which is also suffer a lot from the Chinese invasion and oppression today even more. Uh, and I crisscrossed this uh, long high plateau uh, of Tibet, and I went on through a part of China till really the north, east of China before taking a ship to South Korea and a second ship to Japan. Then I was a bit broke, so I worked for a few months in Japan. Uh, I could sell my stories. It was in broken English written and they translated into Japanese. And then I was uh, able to fly to Alaska, to your country, uh, and then cross uh, more or less, uh, um, let's say, the part of Alaska, of Canada, and then Rocky Mountains, and the part of the western coast from down to Mexico, Baja California, and Central American republics, like, uh, they're quite small from north to south. Uh, I cross him quickly, and then I spend a summer in the Andes, like uh, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, um, mm. and then in Patagonia. That was Three almost three years to Japan and then two years from Alaska to Tierra del Fuego. And then I wanted to go back home, but slowly and on the by land. So my parents wanted to uh, for them to, me to come back home after five years. But then I flew to Cape Town from Buenos Aires and it took me two years to ride through Africa uh, to reach uh, Switzerland. Uh, uh, a bit more than seven years after, yeah. So that was uh, totally improvised. Uh, actually, my goal was has to cross Eurasia, Eurasia for two years mm. at the very beginning. So, 
Yeah. That is quite a journey. I can imagine by the time you got back to seeing your parents that you were different, a different human than you had been when you left. Uh, It's funny because I asked this question uh, to my mother. I asked her, you feel I have changed? And she said, in some aspects, you are exactly the same, but uh, you are more round towards your parents, towards you're more comprehensive and more... uh, uh, you're more smooth maybe and I was also a bit elder after and rich of all what people give, give me uh, in terms of human relationship experience and love and so that makes me become adult uh, through mm-hmm. that journey yeah I like one of the things that you said to me when we first talked that stuck with me was that um pouring kindness into countries and receiving like this pouring of kindness that you've experienced and that you've given, it seems to fuel what you do is this, this kindness exchange of love and community wherever you go. Is that still a driving force for you now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it is because, uh, uh, I think, uh, I could have, uh, ridden so many kilometers the same, uh, but without people, the experience is not not the same at all. Uh, I, I, it was, of course, sport is a part of it, but uh, it's not the, the goal, and it has never been the driving force. And and people give you give you uh, energy, love, and, uh, and every day they uh, show you quite a, an example to be uh, to offer you the the sleeping room. They they uh, warm you water to wash you. They prepare you a meal. You play with maybe the kids of the family, and uh, they make you feel like uh, uh, one one son in the family, or one uh, one brother, or whatever. But um, and I try to be here the same. I, I can't because uh, I'm living in a city. The, um, my flat is small. Uh, so, but so many people went through. I'm sure here now. Uh, People come here without warm shower, actually, so I don't need it uh, necessarily. Uh, but my uh, my home is open. I think uh, um, once you ha- you have the chance to um, to have lived such an experience, it's important to let this door of the experience open to other and to share. Also, I often I um, receive a young traveler going for trips. Or coming back from trips and they contact me and uh, it's always a, a big pleasure to, to transmit to give since I had the same I was the same at their age and I started I knew nothing about uh, which equipment what, what was the life on the road and uh, so uh, it's it's a re- uh, really um, deep pleasure to to share that with, with people. I'm sure that those that meet you, considering your experience, your global experience, your extensive touring experience, that when someone has the chance to stay with you, that you must feel like a wealth of knowledge for them if they have any questions. Uh, What a gift you're giving others. Uh, Yeah, like I I think I I can never give back what I receive along the road. So much Mm -hmm. things I I receive in intensity in... uh, Again, in love, it, that's his uh, driving force in life, I think. And in, in travel a bit more even, I think, because since I was traveling almost this world too, at least alone for seven years. So I was uh, far away from my family. Uh, I was uh, single at, at the time. Maybe it was also easier like that. 
and but uh, also out of my uh, native language. Uh, so I was a foreigner all all the time, but I was also very uh, much uh, welcomed all the time. So that makes me feel. Uh, very human, actually. Uh, mm, very the, human, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Very, very human. That, that, especially in in the way our world is operating right now, that there's this commonality of humanness and kindness that our community provides. You know, whether you're a host or a cyclist, no matter where you're at in the world, and no matter what language you speak or what you look like, that this or or how you identify or you know what color your hair is, it doesn't it doesn't matter. That this human kindness creates this human relation that you that you have lived firsthand for a big a big part of your life. Yeah, yeah, I can never give that that change back, uh, and I I would say uh, even more than than in poor countries, you, you don't really need warm showers because as soon as you stop by a house, uh, people will come uh, interested and ask questions and uh, bring you maybe water, or an apple, or, and then finally they invite you for tea inside, and then they say you uh, they make you pitch up the tent, but more by curiosity and when. They, Everything is fixed. They say, "No, no, you won't sleep outside. You, <laughs> come, you come inside." inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so actually, warm showers is useful mostly for, uh, I would say, in the cities where everything is mm-hmm. a bit more complicated. Till you find a, a place to stay, uh, more expensive, more quick, and uh, that's a bit the case of uh, the biggest cities everywhere. But apart from that, and on the countryside where people uh, have a um, live, live more outside also in tropical climate they notice a foreigner coming by bike and you mm-hmm. you go to drinking a coffee or tea and every all the village know that you are here and it's, mm-hmm. there's something happening and so one one uh, family will invite you uh, several family want to have you at home uh, so it's all very organic very natural as in our society, I would say in the Western world, in Switzerland, in the States as well, I guess, why you've experienced that, it's maybe not uh, uh, always so natural or so direct to invite someone at home. Uh, even if, he, if it's pouring rain and you're cycling, you're wet, uh, people will have not the uh, reflex, almost, even, even if they are very friendly and kind. But they don't think oh, I could invite him. Maybe he can have a hot shower, have a coffee or something. And uh, in poor country and in many cultures, it's very natural to have a place for the traveler. Uh, it's, it's a kind of statue. Uh, and in India, you have the pilgrimage also, which is uh, uh, originally the form of traveling. It starts from, from that. And it's still... Uh, they, they understand that quite well that uh, that you you would travel, but in most countries, don't ask people to understand why you travel. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so long and alone right. with a bike. <laughs> right. Today's episode is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. 
As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. And of course, at Warm Showers, we, we aim to help open minds and hearts to more opportunities, more more exchanges, more opportunities to host. And, and for even people that don't cycle, that can experience this wonderful way of bringing community together and living with different cultures and, and relating at this human level, you know, we aim to do more of that expansive work to bring awareness to people of what's possible when we see each other as humans. I think it's it's nice with uh, with a uh, warm shower or other systems like that that uh, there's no money in exchange. It's mm. never an exchange of money. It's just an, an exchange of uh, service of time, of uh, exchange of uh, of time. Actually, that's the most precious thing we can share and uh, of uh, experiences. And um, I had always only good experiences of people coming here. They always give a hand or. Uh, they are happy with uh, little, uh, even if I have not much, much space. Uh, there is always a solution to to bring back, back people. Uh, mm. And never, I never had a bad experience. So I can mm. just say uh, it's good that we have uh, things which are still free. Uh, right. Uh, we don't speak of money, and if you want to come, you can share. If you, if that's okay, uh, and. It's very simple, and mm-hmm. that's also nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I like that you stated that you're well known as a host in your community. So does that mean in Geneva, if someone finds out there's a cyclist touring that needs a place to stay, are you the person they would send them to? Like, are, are you the like call Claude? He'll help you. He know, he knows the community. He knows. Uh, well, it's written on my profile that I did all these trips. So maybe some and uh, I have some commentary, but I never ask people to write anything uh, about that. They do it if they want. Uh, and uh, but I'm uh, known in the um, by the readers actually uh, in the French countries, like in Switzerland, France, and Belgium. Uh, in the small uh, world of bike traveling uh, literature, I'm known in this place only. So that's. Uh, among this world, it's like the world of uh, climbers. It's a kind of kind of tribe, or people in uh, going with sailing boats, or other kind of tribes. And in these tribes, in the French area, I'm I'm pretty known. There are other people also. Most we all know each other. People mm-hmm. who other people who write books and make conferences. So mm-hmm. They are friends, and uh, uh, so we have no. We are not in a society, in a situation of concurrence, but mostly of uh, understanding. And uh, each of us have a style, uh, a manner to to be and to express uh, his ideas. And uh, so we have also travel festival, bike travel festivals, and. So it's also a good occasion to share and to meet other people doing the same uh, thing. Uh, and different uh, generation, different countries, uh, different. Uh, so it's always um, uh, rich. It's, it's really a big richness to share. Yeah. Right. 
So your 11 books, are they all about just the stories of that you've had on uh, while you've been on tour? Mostly uh, uh, I back travelogues. So I, I um, tell the stories uh, like I experienced, but uh, I started with that as well. But uh, I'm very passionate about about the vehicle, the bicycle itself, uh, before, uh, it, in, for itself, but also for traveling. So I try to, every book I think to write something different, not about bicycle, but uh, I was not, I didn't succeed yet. <laughs> so I wrote a book uh, about emancip- uh, fem- um, female emancipation through the bicycle. So mm. I interviewed uh, uh, 32 women in different uh, countries, ages, and professions. And uh, and for some of them, it was uh, basically represented a revelation, change their life. However, it was a passage to something else, to self-discovery. Some are travelers, some are writers, some are filmmakers, some are bike mechanics, uh, and so on. So, And I found out in the bike history that... Uh, Bicycle made a lot for uh, uh, women emancipation. They could mm-hmm. go far away from their home without control. Uh, they could uh, wear pants instead of uh, very tiny and stretched um, garderobe and, and so on. So um, actually it, it meant a, a lot. Uh, and so that was a, a, a try to write uh, about bicycle, but not about traveling. <laughs> right. And I interview also people who uh, use the bicycle or the rickshaw, uh, make small bicycle by uh, wire, wild bicycles uh, to uh, uh, pay an homage uh, to people who are uh, who have to work with bicycles to survive. Uh, so that was also another idea. And the very last book is more. Uh, uh, partly biographic. I, since my parents, uh, my, my mother died a bit more than a year back, uh, 92 years old. So I, it was to pay homage to my family, to, mm. to my parents, to my brother and half brother who are all dead uh, actually. And so to tell from from where I'm coming and why I did all these big trips and uh, to speak more about. Uh, the inner um, uh, motivation who makes me uh, make all that. So that was also uh, interesting to maybe also because of the age, I uh, couldn't write uh, that kind of book maybe when I was 20 again. So it's an an evolution in the writing uh, also. Right. Are any of your books translated to English yet? No, that would be my dream <laughs> since a long time already. <laughs> no, it's very difficult actually because the the bike traveling is a, a, a small section in uh, in bike literature, I mean, in um, travel literature. Sorry, and uh, translating costs a lot. Uh, good translating mm-hmm. even more, and so uh, I think in the states or elsewhere you have enough. Uh, people who do world tour by bike and, mm-hmm. and so you don't need to mm-hmm. look for others. <laughs> well, we'll bring you on shows like this where you can tell your story in English and we can hear about it because you are, Claude, you're a, a fascinating human that is so fueled by kindness. I feel as if it's been deeply my honor to have the opportunity to get thank to you. know you. Yeah, thank um, you. 
where can people find you on social media or your website? Um, I'm not really on social medias. <laughs> yay, I'll <laughs> celebrate that. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> well, if you, if you type my name on Facebook, there is a profile. It's an Indian who did that when it was uh, years after I visited him in India. He, he did that. So I never touch anything on that uh, profile. Wow! <laughs> like, wow! Because I don't want to go into Facebook. It's not well. It's not my generation, but it's mm-hmm. not even my style. Or right. I, I am from the paper generation. Yes. And um, I don't want me, to spend. Me too. Uh, Look, my notes yeah. right here. I mean, me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't. I don't say it's good or bad. I just mm-hmm. say. Uh, I don't want to spend so much time in Facebook uh, and uh, Instagram uh, because it devaluates what the, um, the message. I think uh, mm-hmm. it could devaluate the message because uh, whatever we live, we we think we need to to tell the world, entire world, what we do, even if it's absolutely not interesting. So uh, to me, yeah. it's more it's uh, more essential to write a story when you have really a story to tell or something to tell. Uh, well, if you are with friends, it's different. You can say silly things or anything what's in your mind. But if you publish it uh, on a website or, or on a newspaper or on a television or anything, uh, media, it's a kind of, I think, responsibility. And we maybe with social media, the risk is that we forget uh, the criterion of quality uh, and we want absolutely to post every day something mm-hmm. and uh, I, I also I like to live my daily life like uh, mm-hmm. uh, living time with friends going to cinema going to mountain uh, whatever uh, doing a bicycle tour and not being trapped into uh, an obligation self-obligation of uh, feeling right. something right like, uh, and and the important thing is that you're listening to what works for you, right? It's different for everybody. And if that works for you and you listen to that, honoring yes. that for you, that and it's the same with everyone. Like what works for you is 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 perfect for you. It's perfect yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. And I like that you said it's there's no right or wrong. It's just what's right for you. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. website. How about a website? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the website it's www that uh uh, Claude Martaler is my uh, my name, full name. Uh, that ch and uh, uh, slash fr is for France because gotcha. my website is written in French. Uh, I think if you open it uh, in United States, you will have the English version, but very little information because I haven't translated much of it. So right. look for uh, slash fr. You have much more things than. Then you yes. can maybe translate it. Yeah. Yes, there's yeah. services when you open it, depending on what browser you're using, it'll offer you a service to translate it to English. And we will put the link um, dot .fr, uh, the, the link with the dot .fr or the slash .fr yeah. in the show notes so people can access it thank wherever you. they are in the world. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, yeah, thank I, you, Claude. Thank you to you. <laughs> yes, there I, will be, uh, I had uh, some advert. advert. <laughs> no, there will be in May uh, this year in the edition of the Adventure Cyclist magazine. Mm. I have a photo uh, essay. It's uh, just 12 photo, a picture of uh, my trips. And uh, further on this year, I will publish two more uh, articles about uh, 
travelers like um, a Russian who cross. But I have not to say because it's not published. So. Yes, you're not supposed <laughs> but, to tell us. Yes. You are you are welcome to keep us in the loop when these come out, and we can share it on our social. You. Uh, you know, put it in our newsletter. You know, make sure that you keep us posted. And I know that you are a wealth of information, and a lot of our community would love to continue to hear from you. So don't hesitate to stay in touch with us. Okay. Thank you very much yeah, for yes. seeing, uh, this yes. exchange. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Claude. It's been yeah. my pleasure to speak with you. And for those of you that are listening, thank you. We appreciate you taking time to meet some of the amazing members of Warm Showers that we have, like Claude. Thank and you. <laughs> if you love this show, the best way to support us is to share it. Send it to someone that you think might be interested or share it into your social media and tag us and we will share your share. And that's the best way to support us. Of course, your rating and review is always appreciated, but we know that sharing really is the way to continue to open hearts and open doors for people in warm showers. So thank, thank you. you for listening. <laughs> yes, thank you, Claude. And we shall be back. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.